You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Harry had an opportunity to take that job and run with it, pun intended. <laughs> 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 hey, you leave the jokes to me. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! Of course, we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Travis Curra. He is Brazilian Thai. I know you had a wedding last weekend. How's your Grey Cup fit up going, buddy? Uh, it has stalled because of the last two weekends I've had. Uh, so I blame Neely. Uh, I blame you. Me? And I blame, I blame my entire slow pitch team. <laughs> Me? Well, oh, so I was supposed to go to Labor Day with you and not drink. <laughs> Because that would have ended well. <laughs> oh, man. I was in San Francisco on Sunday. I know that sounds crazy, but I was there one day. What a waste of money getting a hotel room, by the way. <laughs> Why? Because I spent three hours in it. <laughs> you would have been better off just sleeping at the airport. Yes, exactly. By the time I got to my hotel room, it was 3 o'clock. I was in a shuttle to the airport at 10 after 6. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, I sweat nonstop when I was in San Francisco. When I was on those, uh, the public transit, the trains and the buses, oh, they were just packed like sardines. I was sweating like a stuck pig. But I did end up meeting Rod from the Wood Cookie Sawcast. We went, well, I was going to say we went for some seafood. He's not a seafood fan, but I crushed a bunch of seafood while he had some sliders, and it was awesome to meet him. It was like uh, one of the most romantic places I've ever eaten. And Taylor wasn't there? No, it was just him and me. It was pretty romantic until they uh, tied the... If I'm, being, if I'm being honest, Travis, it sounds exactly like it should sound for you. <laughs> until they tied the bib around my neck to eat the eat the seafood I got, then, uh, then it wasn't romantic anymore, but it was good times. <laughs> that's, that's up for debate. <laughs> I feel like it's time to do some reviews. We haven't done it for, a, a, what, a hot like week, a week or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, close to that. But they keep coming in. I, I, I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> I think everybody wants to know what you say about their reviews. I think that's all it is now. Okay, this is James from Estevan. I've listened to a lot of CFL podcasts, and this one is by far the best. You won't be disappointed. Five stars all the way, unless this doesn't make it on the pod, then we slip it to a (laughs) three-star. Also, the best Chinese food I've ever had in Estevan. In Estevan? Yes. Wow. I guess we got to go on a Saskatchewan Chinese food road trip because it's tough to beat Kenora, I think. Like, it'll have to be during spring breakup because, like, there won't be great cup fit up. We won't be into the grind just yet, and I won't be working. So it'll be like perfect timing. Okay, I like this idea. This one comes from Jay Cosmic. 
I was looking for a podcast about compact fluorescent lights, but I found this. Now I'm a football fan. Mm. <laughs> I find that one hard to believe. <laughs> I think it's genius. <laughs> this, That's fair. This one's from Anthony Cola 24. CFL talk, poorly timed jokes, and all the information you could ever want. Amazing podcast. Keep it up, you. Insert elk here. Uh, poorly timed jokes, or are they just <laughs> so good that he, he doesn't get them? Like he oh. doesn't know when there is a joke. Hey, don't, don't insult Anthony Cola. I like him. <laughs> no, I mean, that if his, if his real last name is Cola, that's even better. <laughs> okay, this one's from Lindsay K, and that's Lindsay with a one. Uh, <laughs> out of the seven CFL podcasts I listen to every week, this is the best by far. These guys work awesome together and always keep me entertained. Kura seems like he could be everyone's best friend, and I always get a good laugh from Ty's offhanded comments. Highly recommend this podcast for any fan of the CFL. Well, that that just confirms that we're funny. <laughs> yeah, take that, Jeffrey James Smith, telling us to calm <laughs> I, down. How do you remember that guy's name? Did it because, bother you that much? No, I have the page open. All I had to do was scroll oh. down. <laughs> I thought you were like, ah! or something. Oh, man. <laughs> Whoa. I, I, I better elk that one. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought I thought you were Chris Jericho or something. He was on your list. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's better. <laughs> he is on my list, though. I'm going to fight that guy one of these days. I do want to mention, though, Grey Cup coming up in Calgary. Ty and I, we were in the Alberta Podcast Network. We're working towards doing another to an out live show that week. We're kind of nailing down the details as to when and where, but it's going to happen. We just need to figure out the final details. So we want to have that in the next, I'd say, week to 10 days. So look for that. And uh, I would say Ty will buy the first pair of tickets. No, my mom will, though. Oh, your mom will. Oh, yeah, she definitely will. She's going on a roadie to Calgary. Oh, 100%. She told me that, like, Christmas, that if we do it again, she's coming. And, you know, we put out feelers on Twitter saying, who from the CFL community should we get on the show? We are, no. (laughs) No. And there were multiple requests to have Ty's mom. If my mom comes on, your dad's coming on. (laughs) Because then we can't use it. (laughs) Well, we'll make this happen. I I think it might just happen. In the Huddle with Karan Ty on the Two and Out Podcast. Oh, man, I I love the Worst part is is that she's going to listen to this, and I'm going to get a text message. (laughs) What's it going to (laughs) say? Probably going to call me an (laughs) a-hole. She's not wrong. (laughs) No, but it's all her fault. She raised me. (laughs) Whoa, that's shade. (laughs) (laughs) Little bit, little bit. (laughs) The Ottawa Red Blacks are in BC Friday night where the Lions are five and a half point favorites. When's the last time they were favorites on the season? Week one? Maybe not even then because they were playing Winnipeg. (laughs) Week one, they were like a point and a half. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, it's the first of a home-and-home home between Ottawa and BC. It might be the ugliest home-and-home home of the season, too. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, we'll oh. start with Ottawa here. Antoine Pruneau will not play this week and could actually miss the rest of the season with a lower body injury. He was in significant pain in their game against mm-hmm. Toronto last, last week. It wasn't looking good, and he's basically the leader on that Ottawa defense who at times has actually looked pretty good this season and kept them in games. Mm-hmm. This is not good for them. No, and not only the leader on the defense, but his passport makes him that much more important. Uh so I don't know if they're going to be able to start a Canadian backup or if they're going to have to make changes somewhere else to, to meet the ratio requirements. But that just makes it such – it amplifies the loss uh, of Antoine Pruneau in that lineup for sure. It looks like Moses Madu will start at running back again this week. He had 12 catches on 13 targets a week ago. So clearly he was – the escape valve for Jonathan Jennings, who was actually rated as the most accurate passer in the CFL last week. I mean, the game that we play has a point per reception. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if he's going to have double-digit targets, I mean, that presents some pretty good value at running back, I think. Yeah, he only had six carries for 21 yards, but he's still ended up with 22.4 points, yeah. which that last week would was really good. Uh, and for the price point he's at, you'd be a fool not to think that he can do it again. Uh, you know, BC's defense hasn't aren't world beaters. Uh, Ottawa could see the field a lot in this one with the way BC's offense has been playing. Uh, and if he's going to be catching like that out of the backfield, and like you said, like, even a one-yard reception is still worth 1.1 in a PPR. Uh, so there is added value there, especially if he's going to get 14 targets again. As for BC, five players have been added to their practice roster, including former number one overall draft pick Josiah St. John. For all the drama that comes with St. John and the agent and the demands, it just hasn't... And the poor play. It hasn't panned out. It really hasn't panned out at all. No, and for a guy who played O-line in the NCAA, you'd expect... I know the game is different, but you'd still expect him to be able to perform at this level, and he just hasn't. So I don't, I don't know. I get bringing him in because you need the bodies there, and uh, uh, the, the new with the new coach on the offensive line, you know, new bodies moving in and out. Maybe you see something in this guy that somebody else on your offensive line doesn't have, but he hasn't shown us much, uh, and I, I just don't think that bringing him in is going to fix a lot of problems on an offensive line. This is this is just crazy with how sometimes the draft goes. They, they try to take guys that maybe have the highest upside as an athlete, and mm-hmm. a lot of times it just doesn't work. But if you look what he did at Oklahoma, he, he played 8 of 13 games in 24, um, and then... The next year, 2015, he played in seven games with four starts at right tackle. So he didn't start both seasons. Um, It it was just like he was only picked because he was at a big school in the NCAA. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times... One of the Power Five conferences gets playing time. But that that Oklahoma team, for the last couple years, whether it be Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, or or now with Jalen Hurts... They need an offensive line. So he wasn't even the best offensive line 
or the offensive linemen on his team, and yeah. to be drafted first overall doesn't make a lot of sense. And it didn't work out for the Riders. He went to Toronto. It didn't work out. We'll see what happens in BC. There's there's a lot of knocks on him. I think a lot of it does have mm-hmm. to do with the agent and maybe the, well, the for work it, ethic it's attitude, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so well, we'll see if that does work in BC because they just want to try anything they can on mm-hmm. the offensive line. It's going to be interesting to see what BC does at running back this week because Brandon Rutley had himself a nice game last week. He's only $4,700. John Whitey's technically still on the one-game injured list. But I think if Rutley starts again, he's the guy that just about everybody should have in their lineup. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty fair assessment. Uh, you know, Last week, he ended up just over 13 points, um, which is pretty close to his career average at 13.6 in the five games he's played against Ottawa. Uh, you know, he is... When he gets the chance, he can produce. Um, oh, yeah. Like, you know, three catches, 31 yards, 71 yards on 15 carries. That's that's a pretty decent outing. Um, you know, they. it seems that teams are abandoning the run so quick that 15 carries seems like a ton this year. Uh, but he still adds that receiving threat out of the backfield and and if John White isn't ready to go, I mean, Brandon Rutley is more than capable of taking over a starting position. We saw a different Lions team last week. I know some Lions fans, and Brian from BC Lions Den, he's like, what are you seeing out there? But they lost 21-16 to to the Alouettes. It was just mm-hmm. the play calling I thought was different. Screen pre- passes. Yeah, to protect Mike Riley. There there were times when they moved the pocket when he yeah. just instantly rolled out. So he didn't take an absolute beating. Was it exciting no. to watch? No. But they This isn't gonna this isn't gonna turn itself around overnight. No. They, they, it's gonna be baby steps. I, I think what we all hoped, I think especially Lions fans hoped, is that They'd be able to put on a show and just Brian Burnham and Mike Riley would be able to light it up and have big plays nonstop. And there's just not the time or the offensive line to make that happen. So they made some changes last week, and it was probably the best the Lions offense has looked in a while. And I know that's not saying much, but... Man, they have an opportunity to win a game this week, and I think they might do it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But to, to go off what you said, they somewhat kept Mike Riley clean. Yeah. Uh, you know, instead of having those 20, 25-yard routes that take time to develop and he gets hammered, you know, they're throwing screen passes. They're giving him an opportunity to get the ball out quick to where the defense doesn't even have a chance. And it's stuff like that that is going to help the offense eventually get back into a rhythm where they can they don't not necessarily run like the deep plays, but you know, those intermediate routes and, and you know, maybe the offensive line get in a bit of a rhythm and they can start working together a little more. And maybe they get a group of five that they can keep together. Because as an offensive line you have to work as a unit. Yeah. And, you know, the quick passes and and stuff like that just kind of helps the offense. It, it, it's not as de- it's it's demoralizing to get your quarterback sacked. It sucks, and you know if they keep him upright, 
it's a boost of confidence for the guys. And, and yeah, it's not the greatest. It's not the funnest to watch. But uh, I'd rather see Mike Riley standing up at the end of plays than guys getting peeled off of him. I think I'm going to call uh, Deron Carter touchdown this week. Ugh. <laughs> he had nine targets last week. They only connected on five of them for 32 yards, and he actually had four targets the week before. Mm, I just feel like something's going to happen, but with the Lions adding all these guys to their practice roster, I think we're in next season territory. They're they're, they're auditioning mm-hmm. guys to see who really wants to be there, who wants to be a part of this team going forward, and that's what the rest of the season is going to be about. Ottawa... <laughs> they need to be desperate to win, but playoffs in the East is slipping away from them too. Yeah, uh, Montreal and Hamilton. Hamilton keeps winning uh, without having Jeremiah Masoli, which I mean, not saying that Dane Evans isn't a good quarterback. He's just not Jeremiah Masoli, so it's a little bit of a surprise. And Montreal has seemed to put it together. And, you know, third place in the East is not going to get you a playoff spot. Nope. That, that there's going to be a West crossover. You have to catch Montreal, and they are just like they had. They had an opportunity to somewhat keep pace last week and squandered that against Toronto. Uh, so yeah, these games are becoming must win. And I know we're only in week 14, but uh, once it, you, you don't you don't want to be eliminated from playoff contention, you know, in two weeks, and then what do you do for the rest of the year? It's going to be really hard to get up for those games. I've seen it said that the Ottawa Red Blacks have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. They have BC twice, then Edmonton, then Toronto, then Hamilton, which, yeah, that's tough, and then Toronto, and then Montreal. So if they can figure it out, there is still a path to them making the playoffs because the Eskimos... With a lot of help. The Eskimos aren't... They only need to tie Edmonton. That is true. And I know that's and, three games back. So. And if, hey, let's be honest. BC wins this game, and Edmonton's not as secure in a playoff spot as we think. Oh, my God. If, <laughs> Dude, if the BC can still over. catch him. BC can still catch him. Oh, if the Lions cross over. That You're would, getting a Brazilian. Yes, I am. I will. I will say that right now. I will get. Oh, I just became the biggest BC Lions fan <laughs> on planet Earth. <laughs> oh, let's move on to Calgary, where uh, they are six and a half point favorites over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The over under is set at fifty one and a half. Hamilton did beat Calgary back in Week Five, thirty to twenty three. Trying to remember that game. That one was all about special teams. <laughs> Calgary couldn't get it going. They were taking penalties mm. nonstop. And well, let's see. We had a kickoff return from Will Likely, a 110-yarder. Oh, right. And then a 115-yard field goal missed return from Brandon Brandon yeah. Banks. So <laughs> Now I remember all the Likely puns. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was the difference in that game back in week five. They had Jeremiah Mazzoli. It's not the same team 
on either side of the ball because Nick Arbuckle got the start in mm-hmm. that game. So this is going to be a tough little stretch here for the Tiger Cats starting at McMahon Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, and it's never easy to go into Calgary and win football games. Uh, you know, just ask Trevor Harris or, you know, the core of the Eskimos uh, team there on Labor Day. Uh, and now with Bo Levi Mitchell back, I mean, Calgary is a completely different team than what they saw with Nick Arbuckle. Yeah, and you know what? Bo still hasn't had, I th- I think, his best game. It's it's still to come. <laughs> why, why do you have to – why do you have to – Piss everybody off. (laughs) Let's talk about Hamilton, where they've added Tyrell Sutton to the practice roster, and he actually could be activated this week as the team continues to try to figure out their running game. They've kind of been spinning their wheels there Mm -hmm. ever since uh, Sean Thomas Erlington got hurt, and I know Jackson Bennett had uh, 77 yards on Labor Day, including a nice touchdown against the Argos, but... Sutton, I I think, was one of the most underrated players in the league. He was buried in a bad Montreal team for a number of years and was one of the difference makers, I think, in BC late last season to bring them to the playoffs in the first place. If Sutton starts this week, I don't know if I want to start him in fantasy. Actually, I might want to avoid every running back that's in this game because you don't know what the teams are going to do. Yeah, like Anthony Coombs has not been producing. Uh, you know, he gets listed as a starter and then ends up as the third string by the end of the night. Uh, if Jackson Bennett gets any time, if Tyrell Sutton, we, we don't know what the heck is going on in Hamilton. You go to Calgary, uh, the Kadeem Carey or Don Jackson. If Don Jackson's healthy, um, you know, I said last week that I, I would leave Kadeem Carey in that spot. He's been producing. But Don Jackson brings something to that team that, you know, he turns that offense around. Uh, and so it could be either one of those guys that could end up sharing carries. Who knows? Uh, and like you said, yeah, I, I would be avoiding running backs in this game uh, to the nth degree. Yeah, Carey struggled last week against Edmonton, and it mm-hmm. looks like Ted Laurent could be returning to the lineup for Hamilton. So that just makes it even tougher to run against yeah. that Tiger Cats defense. And the Tiger Cats could be without Luke Tasker Again, he did practice Monday, but ended up sitting out Tuesday's practice Mm -hmm. again. They've been okay at the receiver front. Jalen Acklin and Braylon Addison have made names for themselves in the CFL without Luke Tasker. But even when he was in the lineup, they never really got him going other than maybe one or two games. Uh, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on having Luke Tasker in your lineup against the Stampeders either. No, and, and right now I think at, if you're going to go with a receiver from Hamilton, it's Addison all the way. They do everything with him. They come out of the backfield right. with him. He rushes every now and then. They, they use him like, they use, like they've been using Brandon Banks the they, last two years. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and just his chemistry that he has with Dane Evans – uh, is a little. It just seems like they have a little more chemistry than Evans has with Brandon Banks. So that would be that'd be where I'd be leaning to. Eleven point nine in the one game he's played against Calgary. His career average is fifteen point three, uh, which is more than Banks. So, uh, yeah, kind of a small sample size, but I mean the chemistry's there, and he gets he gets a lot of looks in that offense. 
As for Calgary, there was no Markeith Ambles at practice on Wednesday. Josh Huff has had eight catches in the past two games that Markeith Ambles has missed. I think he's 2500 on TSN if you want to give him a shot or you need a cheap option. And I already noted it's probably wise to avoid the Stampeders our running back situation, it kind of seems it could be a situation where it's another one of those open uh, competitions to see who takes that running back job, who wants it the most, is going to get mm-hmm. it. Don Jackson was the scratch last week. Kerry got shut down by the Eskimo defense, and we're right back at square one. Kerry had an opportunity to take that job and run with it. Pun intended. (laughs) 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 You leave the jokes to me. (laughs) Leave the terrible dad jokes to to you? Yeah, laugh it up, fuzzball. (laughs) Hey, anytime we get a Star Wars reference in here, you know I am (laughs) a fan. The the, the Cats here are in a crappy spot in their schedule. This week... (laughs) They're in Calgary. Next week, they're playing the Eskimos, a team that uh, needs a win. That should really help their running game. And is coming off the bye, and then they go to Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) this is not... Good luck. This is not a fun stretch for the Ticats, who are, what, 5-1 since uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli got hurt? So Dane Evans has been... He's performing well in the Mm win-loss column. Anyway, but this is a critical stretch, and it could be the difference in the Alouettes catching the Ticats in the standings. Well, and you go into Edmonton with that that defensive line. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to get Tyrell Sutton in there just yet. Uh, wouldn't be the game I'd want him to be playing in for his first action as a Ticat. Uh, then the next week you have Willie Jefferson and Drake Nevis. <laughs> uh, really hard, really hard to get a running game going against either Edmonton or Winnipeg. I know teams have done it, uh, like it can be done, but if for Hamilton with the, with the carousel they kind of have at, at running back right now, it is not an ideal situation whatsoever. Well, and speaking of those Eskimos, they end up bringing in Matthew Betts, who was their mm-hmm. first round pick this year, went to the NFL, got cut, so now. Kwaku Boatang and Betts, real Canadian depth on the defensive line if he comes right out of the gate and is a, a monster like Edmonton expects him to be. I think they were kind of prepared to spend a few seasons without him, and then yeah. he's here already. And, I mean, do you want to play running back against a team that leads the league in fines? The Edmonton Eskimos have 10 fines on the season uh, the next closest and Chris team. Edwards isn't even there. I know uh, Hamilton <laughs> has eight. So <laughs> I mean, they're, they're yeah, they have Simone Lawrence. That's like hurt. saying that he's leading the league in penalty minutes, but he's got game misconducts. <laughs> they're getting hurt in uh, the pocketbook as well. But this Hamilton Calgary game, it is going to be a fun one. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power a electricity provider uh, and natural gas provider in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. It is super easy to switch. In Alberta, you actually get to choose who you buy your energy from. So if you switch retailers, nothing changes about the delivery of electricity or natural gas to your home or business. I can speak by experience because 
I just made the switch on Monday. My contract was up with my previous retailer. I called them, said I don't want to renew. I made the switch to Park Power, and it's crazy how easy it was because they didn't harass me. I didn't have to do anything. I set it up with Park Power, and the switch automatically happens because in the province it's illegal to get two power bills at once. So the choice is yours. You can save yourself some cash by going to parkpower.ca and making that switch. I would have got my mom to call and cancel. Oh, man. You still doing that? Does she do your taxes? No, I do my own, so I'm just waiting to get audited at this point. (laughs) What Does she make doctor's appointments, dentist appointments? Who who goes to the doctor? (laughs) Yeah. Then you don't know what's wrong with you. You can't worry about it. (laughs) And I can make dentist appointments online. Oh, thank God for the internet. Yeah, or I can just go. It's like I can just go on Facebook and Facebook message the receptionist, and she she books me. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Same with my truck. I don't call Westridge. I text our buddies and say this is what's wrong with my truck. I need it in, and they they hook me up. You always need a guy. You always have a guy. And, and my guy is mom's guy now because she takes her car there, too. Nice. Uh, the Riders, yeah. six-and-a-half-point favorites of the Montreal Alouettes. 49-and-a-half points is the over-under here. The real over-under is how long will this game last? Will it make it to the uh, third-quarter break? I am not even going to dignify this joke with a response. <laughs> you have told way worse jokes. Prove it. Prove it. I'll, I'll I better, hit the tape. I better not say that because episode 200 is coming up, and if you want to do another best of, there's going to be lots of evidence submitted for discovery. <laughs> so looking at the weather in Regina on Saturday, sunny in 22. Oh, it could be called for the heat. could be called <laughs> off for the heat. Heat warning, look out. Yeah, that would be good for the farmers. <laughs> yeah, it will be. They need to dry that uh, stuff out so they can get it off. Um, yeah. It looks like Jeremiah Johnson is going to miss this game. He got knocked on his keister last game and looked like he went to the locker that's a, room. That's one way to put it. Uh, for a concussion protocol. So I think it's the William Stanback show again. Ever since Stanback came back from injury, he hasn't been getting the bulk of the carries. Mm-hmm. But I think in this one, it's set up to be all Stanback all the time. Yeah, the career average of 12.4, the one game against Saskatchewan, 7.5. A little pricey given the numbers he's produced, but if he's going to get the bulk of the carries, I mean, there's a chance he could put up 20, 25 points. Jordan Williams-Lambert has now officially signed with the Riders. Uh, Doesn't look like he's going to make the lineup this weekend, but seeing how they shuffle the receivers I think is going to be really interesting here. They said they didn't Mm -hmm. want to change the ratio at all. I kind of wonder if it's Manny Arsenault on the outside looking in once Williams Lambert is ready to go. That was kind of what I thought too. And somebody had mentioned, you know, keep him, you can take Arsenault out, but you keep him ready because injuries are bound to happen at some point and you have that veteran that can step in and take over. Uh, that being said, Arsenault is starting to get used a lot more and it's starting he to is. find his place in this offense. Uh, so maybe in the time it takes Jordan Williams Lambert to get back into the groove of things. I don't, like you said, he's not going to, he's probably not going to start this week. Uh, if Arsenal can, can show that he can still play and put up a little bit of, uh, put up the numbers statistically 
to to keep him in the lineup, then they're going to have a decision to be made for sure. Kyron Moore was another name that uh, has been thrown around. He does have 610 receiving yards on the season. Um, mm-hmm. Last week in uh, the Banjo Bowl, he did have 70 yards. But nowhere near the start to the season he had. Uh, week two, he had 117. No. Week three, 127. And hasn't had a 100-yard receiving game there since. So he has slowed down in his production since the beginning of the season. I wonder if that's another option. And they do have Kenny Stafford, uh, who has been yeah. scratched ever since they made the trade for him. So there's a lot of options there now. Not not exactly a position that you would expect to have this kind of depth at unless you're Calgary. Uh, you, know, you know, usually it's defensive line and, and offensive line where you can rotate guys and in, in, in case of injury, uh, you know, to have the guys at Kenny Stafford and now Jordan Williams-Lambert would be probably a scratch this week. If those guys are both on the bench, that's pretty good uh, options to have to go to uh, in case of injury or in case somebody's not producing. They've also added defensive lineman Chad Jeter to the practice roster. Uh, he did go to Montreal earlier this season, but was let go. I think the Riders are kind of looking to him maybe to make some special teams plays because mm-hmm. that coverage team has not been good this year. They're giving up returns, it seems, every second week. Yep. Um, I don't want to point fingers, but... It is. We listened to it on the ride home on Labor Day, or Labor Day Sunday, they, and we've talked about how how far John Ryan kicks this ball, and it, it makes it hard for the cover guys to get down there, which you know in turn leaves a lot of room for the returner. That being said, it's on those it's on the gunners to get off their blocks and get down the field, and if guys aren't doing that, then something needs to change. A lot of fights uh, going on on Twitter around uh, <laughs> John Ryan and the uh, voice yep. of the riders, Derek Taylor. I don't want to get hey, into that. But <laughs> all Derek did was give people the numbers they asked for. I know. I know. <laughs> like, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to if you know you're going to be pissed off. Yeah, and then uh, everybody's just bent out of shape because of some punter statistics. Is that... <laughs> The most that's, you've seen that's people the epitome of the that? CFL. <laughs> that's the most Rider Nation thing ever, isn't it? Uh, either that or loving the third string quarterback who's never taken a snap. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing, too. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Keith Price to light up the CFL. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we'll be back with our picks and fantasy lineups. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. All right, Ty, who are your picks? Was, was, that Dennis, was that Dennis Green or was that Delaney Walker from the Tennessee Titans this week? <laughs> It definitely was Dennis Green. <laughs> what What are your uh, picks this week? Pick them? Okay, I'm going all home teams. Me too. Uh, that makes it oh. easy. Yep. Okay, next. Uh, fantasy lineups. <laughs> uh, the Canadian Football Network, uh, Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge last week. You beat Superfan Mike. I beat Sheldon from Horseman Radio. We both had the exact same lineups. That can't happen. <laughs> 
this week because it's you versus me. Battle for third. Yeah. Not a big deal. Battle for uh, the uh, yeah the playoffs here. So, yeah, I'm just looking at your lineup and I almost fell over. Tell me this. Is, it, <laughs> is this a decoy lineup? <laughs> Maybe I'm Belichicking you. You don't I know. I know. I might be doing it to you too, buddy. <laughs> I didn't even look at yours this time, much like last week. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to leave my quarterback for last. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going with William Stanback, Moses Madu, Reggie Bagleton. Uh, See, Katoy, they're three there lose. <laughs> Katoy, Behar, and the Owls D. I'm starting Jonathan Jennings at quarterback. Tell me your thoughts on Nate Bahar. Uh, twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> John Jennings, eh? Sell me um, on this. I could afford him. Yeah, this is a tough week with the three <laughs> games. Three games. I've needed Stanback and Madu in there. I didn't want to get screwed on my running back. Uh, and I definitely wanted Bagleton uh, in there. So I had to take the cheapest option available. Now, I mean, th- this could this could change. If Behar doesn't play, then I've got to fix something. But If you look at last week's game, Jennings, 327 yards, a touchdown yeah. and a pick, and they got crushed. But I don't think it was because of him. No. And you look at... Guys like McLeod Bethel Thompson, yeah, they're not winning games, but they're putting up numbers. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and we might have to start looking that way because it's uh, it's getting pricey this point of the season. Um, my lineup has Cody Fajardo. The Owls have given up yards through the air uh, mm-hmm. at points this season. I got Brandon Rutley, Kadeem Carey, which I don't feel good Ab- about. You took Kadeem Carey after telling people don't take Kadeem Carey. <laughs> I know something everybody doesn't know. It's ah, because I wanted to afford the Stampeder defense and Reggie Bagleton. That's really all there is that's to a, it. That's, uh, that's a t- that's a tough that's a tough beat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I got yeah Bagleton in there. I got Deron Carter in there. I like those nine targets last week, and I put Shakir Ryan as my flex. Okay, you need to sell me on that. I'm hoping for a return touchdown against the Riders. That's it. Okay, yeah, it's a pretty good sell. <laughs> it's like extended warranty. That's how they get you. I know. I know. I know. Oh, I almost bought a TV last weekend, and I've never in my life bought a warranty on a TV. I do because I have jerks for friends. <laughs> what, they sell you? Like warranties or crappy TVs no. or what? No, no. I took my my 65-inch over to Brandon's for NHL tournament, and Johnny threw his remote at the ground. It bounced and hit my TV. No. It didn't crack it. There was a red mark on it. It was paint off of his controller. He was lucky. Wow. So I bought, like, the, the warranty where you just bring it in. It doesn't matter what happens. Right. It's like on rental cars where you buy the walkaway insurance so you can... <laughs> You can set the car on fire, and it doesn't cost you a dime. <laughs> yeah, but th- what sold me was that if you don't use it in your three or five years or whatever, you get store credit, and I really like that. <laughs> you always need something cool. I'm a f- I know. I can always use something at an electronic store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are fantasy lineups. Who are the guys you're looking at uh, as the top performers? 
so quarterback is kind of convoluted, convoluted this week as only four guys have started against teams they're playing. Uh, so out of those guys, Mike Riley with 20 points, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell 16.1, and Cody Fajardo in the one game against Montreal 11.4. Uh, obviously that game was shortened. But if you look at uh, career averages as a starter, Vernon Adams Jr. is your leader at 21.7, then Mike Riley at 20.8, Danny O'Brien 20.2, probably not going to get in there, uh, but then Cody Fajardo at 19.9. Um, I guess Danny O'Brien would be career average, just whatever. Uh, running back, Don Jackson, 16.7, Moses Madu 13.8, Brandon Rutley, who we've talked about, 13.6, uh, and then wide receivers, Reggie Bagleton at 20.1, Kyron Moore at 19, and your favorite, Deron Carter at 15.6. My boy! Yeah. You are the worst. Watch Reggie and Carter combine for 100 points. That's all I need. Yeah, because Bagleton will get 99, and Carter will get one catch for will zero Will you ever yards. have Carter in your lineup again? No, I did it once, and it screwed me. <laughs> and you oh. got me two points. Yeah, that. Oh, when he played defense, when he was listed as offense. Ah, now that is. <laughs> yeah, you did, and you didn't get you didn't get credit for the pick six. I know that is dirty pool. I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people wonder why I hated Chris Jones. <laughs> All because of your fantasy team. <laughs> that in week three against Edmonton. Yeah, that was stupid. Two and out is a <laughs> member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Check out the show, new to the network, Back to School Again, a podcast about midlife learners hosted by Katrina Ingram, who reflects on her own journey back to the classroom as an adult. That's really cool. AlbertaPodcastNetwork.com. Click Education and Self-Improvement. If you do need tickets for any of these games this week, whether it's BC, Calgary, or Saskatchewan, SeatGiant.ca is the promo code APN, and you're going to save five percent and support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. SeatGiant.ca use the promo code APN at checkout to save yourself money on your tickets that are all in Canadian dollars. We will be back to talk to you on Monday morning. And then that info for Two and Out Live is coming soon. The first guest on the marquee, Tyrell's mom. I can't wait for that interview. You really want me to quit, don't you? <laughs> what dirt could we dig up? I don't think you're hiding anything. I think you're an open guy. Uh, I pooped in the bathtub once. <laughs> and not like as a baby. What? Like I knew what I was doing. Like... I like was like four 14 or fourteen, or <laughs> no, I'm not an animal. <laughs> I love how you just. We're going to start a new segment called Confessions with Brazilian Thai. Well, just... I figure if I tell them instead of my mom, I take the power away. Okay, it's like, so it's like when people when people make a nickname for you and it's really bad, and you start just introducing yourself as it, it takes yeah. the power away. Confessions with Brazilian Thai, a new segment. On, uh, oh dear God! Two and out. <laughs> and we could do, like, we could just quit this show and just start a whole new one. I like this. I really do. <laughs> we gotta get, if, if we're doing that, your dad's definitely getting on, oh, on it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guess who got a call from the government for a survey today? Uh, 
Del Cura. Yes, sir. Apparently it was the funniest thing of all time. I wish I didn't work so I could uh, did, have been in the room for it. What? Did your mom not, re- not video record this? Like, what's going on? My, I was getting text updates from my sister. It sounded pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can, can you tell her to text me those? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Rate, review, and subscribe to Two and Out. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.